This is the Morning Sports Desk for Wednesday, August 30th. It was a good feeling last night, Corey. High school sports was back on the air. And you were back on the air. How was it? Uh, You know, it was a game between two teams that uh, have some expectations for themselves in 2A volleyball this year. Wadena Deer Creek and Pequot Lakes uh, at the WDC Gymnasium. And Pequot Lakes, of course, the Section 6 AA state participant last year, and they won a couple games down at the state tournament. Uh, They started and ended Wadena Deer Creek's season last year and they had a chance to get a little bit of revenge but Pequot Lakes coming into this year still ranked number two in class 2A so uh, right out of the gate Wadena Deer Creek having a uh, having a tall task and Pequot Lakes wins three sets to none Wadena Deer Creek I thought competed with them pretty well but in the end uh, they're the number two ranked team in state and they just kind of are a little more polished a little more ready to go and uh, they end up getting the win uh there's a, uh, I'm blanking on her name. I, I was talking with you about this earlier, Corey. The uh, Cratcheville, I think, was the uh, the last name for Pequot Lakes, and she had about 19, 20 kills, according to my count, in the game yesterday, and it felt like whenever Pequot Lakes was in a slump, they just kept finding her, and she found a way to, to get them the kill when they needed it, to kind of swing momentum when they did. Um, Wadena Deer Creek had some moments throughout the game, uh, and every once in a while... They're just little things, you know what I mean, Corey? It's that first game of the year. There's just things like in football, you're going to have a little bit more penalties in the first couple weeks. In basketball, you're going to have a little bit more fouls in the first few weeks of the season. And in this game, it's just a little bit of communication, you know, where the girls are on the floor, you know, who's getting to that ball, where, who's getting where. All, all that kind of stuff is things that you get sorted out in those first couple games of the season, but you actually need to play them so you can kind of get that experience and get the chemistry and get back into the swing of playing volleyball. So I thought each team probably got what they wanted out of the opener, and now we move on. Yeah, the I mean, we talked about it yesterday a little bit too, right? It's, uh, it's not just um, working out some of those game kinks that just need to happen, but also it's a brand new year. That's what's cool about high school sports is most rosters look a little different from mm-hmm. year to year. Uh, the 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 less change that there is, usually the better for the for the program for that particular year. But you're also learning some new responsibilities and and understanding how to take charge in those when right. that time for your responsibility comes up. Um, uh, it it's fun. I'm I assume uh both teams were uh in perfect mid-season form and (laughs) (laughs) it's fun is it must have just been cool to be in there and and probably have a nice full gym and it was a good vibe in the gym last night yeah student sections are back I mean just all that stuff it's it's cool yeah exactly and that's the fun part is getting to see the full gym and getting to see people again and and getting to do all that so we're back into the full high school sports swing we got a couple more games on the broadcast schedule later this week but We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But, yeah, overall, high school sports are back. We have opened up the 2023-24 high school sports broadcasting season at Hubbard Radio Adina, and we've hit the ground running, or maybe like a mild, fast-paced sprint walk, whatever whatever you prefer. Let's talk a little Twins, huh? Yeah, so the Twins lost last night 4-1 to one to the Cleveland Guardians. Pablo Lopez gave up a couple home runs, but I think, what, three runs over six innings or something, something along, along that measure. Still a fine start, but the Twins went 0-8 for 8 
with runners in scoring position in the game. Their one run came off a Royce Lewis solo home run. Twins had their opportunities. In the bottom of the first inning, Royce Lewis had the bases loaded with two out. Did he really? Yeah, he popped it up, but you know, do you think his heart was racing? I actually don't. I that's that's I'm so fascinated by that stuff because he knows what's happening, uh right? Everyone on the on planet Earth knows when that if Royce Lewis comes up with, like, there's no way it's not crossing his mind. Maybe Mm -hmm. when he steps in the box. He's able to clear it. But that walk from the on-deck circle to the batter's uh-huh. box, he knows what's happening, right? 100%. How do you slow your heart rate down? Professional athletes are a wild breed of people. They're either the biggest sociopaths you've ever met or they're the <laughs> most laid-back people on the face of the planet. Right. They're either so into it like that it's just a completely different ball game, or they're successful because they're so laid-back. And they just right. like stuff like that just does not bother them. And they're able to move on, but yeah, it's it's crazy. So the Twins lose four one. It happens. Uh, you know, if you're surprised that the Twins have a clunker game every once in a while, or that the Twins all of a sudden can't hit with runners in scoring position consistently, like you just haven't been paying attention that much this year. What baseball team can exactly? What baseball team can do it every single game, night in, night out? It's fine. Right. So we move on. In in actuality, Corey, it might actually have been a blessing in disguise that the Twins lost last night. Oh, is that right? Well, because the Twins already have a six-game lead in the AL Central. I mean, like, if the Twins collapse at this point, that's on them, and we need to start having some other conversations. But for the moment, we're going to press forward as if the Minnesota Twins are going to compete in the postseason. Yep, Uh, that's fair. And, of course, people gave the Twins a whole heck of a lot of grief for having a bad record, us included, in a weak division and still being in a spot to easily make the playoffs. It's still legit, by the way. And All it, of those things are still real arguments about this team. They are, but it might actually help out the Twins in this situation. So you know how, Corey, there was the trade deadline in baseball that's at the end of July every single year. And in the yep. old way of doing baseball, there was also a secondary trade deadline. It was called the waiver trade deadline. So sure. you could put a player on trade waivers and a team could try and trade for him. Most famously, Justin Verlander was a waiver trade from the Tigers to the Astros in like the middle of August in 2017 and helped Houston win their first ever World Series. Okay. So he was the last kind of big name guy to do that. That's not around anymore. There's just one trade deadline. But this is the most blatant example of like, you remember, you know, like when your team's out of the fantasy playoffs and you just want to create chaos, so you just cut all the guys on your team? Like you cut, like 10 years ago, you cut Calvin Johnson. Because, like, I don't know, I'm not winning the playoffs anyways. Let's see everybody fight over this. (laughs) Right. The Los Angeles Angels, Corey, have, and I want to find the full list because it's a lot. According to Jeff Passan, the Los Angeles Angels have placed starter Lucas Giolito, relievers Matt Moore and Ronaldo Lopez, and outfielders Hunter Renfro and Randall Grichik on waivers. Huge potential playoff implications, he said. All can be claimed by teams for free on Thursday. So this is a salary dump. It's going to save the Angels a whopping $7 million, and it only costs Los Angeles their top two prospects to to get Lucas Gila. The Angels are a mess, a complete mess. But it's going to help out the Twins uh, because they can try and claim some of these guys. Okay, two things I would like to piggyback on. Yeah. What are the Angels doing? What are they doing? Uh, they they're they are um if this were football. Yeah. Right? 
And you would I'm trying to think of like what's a proper what would be a proper example uh I, I just don't know. Like imagine the Chicago Bears having two of the greatest players at a particular position of all time. Uh huh. Like we're talking about top tenors in the history of the game on their roster for the last five years together at least imagine them having a guy who was a top five quarterback and he could also blitz every once in a while on defense and they couldn't win with him you know what i heard this yesterday uh here's a good example um the miami dolphins with dan marino missed the playoffs for four straight years Uh uh-huh because they just did a, such a terrible job of putting a team around that guy. Uh-huh. That's Dan Marino. Yeah, that's Dan Marino. We're talking like that's a top three quarterback, probably all time. Right. And him not winning the Super Bowl has nothing to do with him. They were so bad at putting a team around him. They missed the playoffs for four straight years. Yeah, if they could just this get a is, darn kicker. This is yeah, <laughs> laces out. Um, this is with Trout. And Shohei, a complete, they're they're doing a disservice to the game of baseball. Trout and Otani are one and two greatest baseball players of all time. Otani, then Trout, and then whoever you want to go down that list. And my goodness, did they just completely waste both of them? Because Mike Trout now is starting to get banged up a lot, and Shohei Otani is going to leave in free agency. Like yep. it, it's all just a complete mess. But for the Twins, there's some Twins implications in all of this, right? So. It, so, so what what do the twins need? Like, is this are one of those guys in a twins uniform? And and what like position group do you? Well, go here with? here's the deal with the waiver claim. So it goes from worst record to best record in baseball. So theoretically, Oakland, Kansas City, which just Kansas City just got eliminated from the playoffs last night. Pour one out for them. Congratulations. Uh, so it goes from the worst teams and it goes all the way up. So there's a, half the teams in baseball that aren't competing are theoretically not going to put a waiver claim on a guy just to fill a spot for the next month and a half, month. So it's going to eliminate a lot of those teams. And the important thing about this, Corey, is if the Twins can get them before September 1st, September 2nd, I think is the de- deadline, they're postseason eligible, which is the big implication. Uh, so if the Twins could get a uh, Ronaldo Lopez or a Matt Moore, that would help out a much-needed bullpen relief that the Twins didn't get at the trade deadline. Is that is that a focus for them, do you think? Like I think out this, of all of the five... As we, pl- as we project this, we are thinking bullpen is probably the way to go. If I'm prioritizing and if I'm Derek Falvey, i got to say that Matt Moore and Ronaldo Lopez, I would say Ronaldo Lopez, Matt Moore, in that order, are your top two guys. Lucas Giolito hasn't been very good this year, but, I mean, he was a twin killer with the White Sox. So there's got to be something there if you believe in the Derek Falvey pitching lab uh, to try and turn him around. There's a shot. But although I think Falvey probably signs him in the offseason more than claims him right now because he's kind of a work in progress and you want, like, a whole offseason to, like, talk with him and sit him down and have a whole spring training. And this year's just kind of a wash. And you're only getting him for the rest of the season. So... If you're the Twins, I would say prioritize Ronaldo Lopez out of the bullpen, Matt Moore out of the bullpen as well. Outfielders Hunter Renfro and Randall Gritchick. Randall Gritchick would be an interesting one because, you know, the Twins added Jordan Luplo off waivers a couple weeks ago to help out against left-handed pitching. Uh, Randall Gritchick has like a, a 900 OPS this year against left-handed pitching. Mm-hmm. So he would be a guy that you could throw in that mix and you could put in your outfield potentially uh, against the left-handed pitcher and then maybe not play necessarily a Joey Gallo, Matt Wallner, Max Kepler 
type of player. And and that's the interesting part. And there's also the Yankees also put Harrison Bader, who's a right-handed hitting center fielder, on waivers. So there's another interesting wrinkle if the Twins maybe want to add him to their outfield mix as well. The The other thing is with adding a position player is the Twins have Byron Buxton and Alex Kirilov, who are starting their rehabs either last night or today. Byron Buxton will be playing center field for the Saints, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, they're slowly starting to come back. Willie Castro is off the injured list, but I think his wife's about to have a kid, so he's going to be gone for a few more days. But the point is, next week at this time, we could have Willie Castro, Alex Kirilov, and Byron Buxton all back on this team. So adding a position player might not make the most sense because you're going to end up having to, like, do DFA Gallo and DFA Luplo to make room. And, like, it creates a weird roster crunch that might have too many moving pieces, which is why they probably prioritize the relief pitching help because Ronaldo Lopez would really, really help this team. He's a, been a good reliever for the Angels, but they're just cutting bait because the best value they can get is a salary dump. So this is something we've talked about before, but what about guys like um, Dallas Keuchel, like Bailey Ober? We'll use Kenta because he's been used this way in the past. Like They have a glut of starting pitchers, all of which project, not like one or two of those guys is a bullpen guy right. come playoff time, and that's what this conversation is about, right? It's about in being in the playoffs. Exactly. Like your bullpen help is getting is getting. There's some natural help that's coming anyway. Yes. So does that change your decision on some of these guys too? I think it changes your decision on starters, which is why I don't think you add Giolito. But I think you take Keiko Maeda, Ober, who just got sent down to AAA, but it'll be probably up at some point this year. Joe Ryan even potentially. Uh, right. You have uh, those guys who will probably come out of the bullpen and piggyback off of a starter because starters don't go as long in playoff starts because you don't want to face an order the third time through because all the lineups are better and, and whatnot. Uh, but I think Ronaldo Lopez isn't just a eat innings kind of reliever. He's a okay, uh, Sonny Gray pitches four, Bailey Ober pitches three, and now we have Pagan, Ronaldo Lopez, Yohan Duran, like each pitch an inning, and that's kind of how you would map it out. So I think you would still need bullpen help to kind of in those seven, eight, nine innings, but you would use those starters and maybe the five, six, and potentially seven, depending on where somebody's pitching. I think that's how a potential playoff bullpen will shake out. But, Corey, one last thing before you go. Uh, there was a shooting at the, at the White Sox field, guaranteed rate field, last week. Did you hear about this story? I did not. No, so apparently somebody got grazed by a bullet. And what happened was somebody snuck a gun into the stadium. And you might go, how in the world could they do that? Well, it turns out a woman at a White Sox game, according to police, snuck the gun in the ballpark by hiding it in her fat rolls. Nice. That's how she got it past the metal detector. Love it. And Love everything she, about it. It accidentally discharged and grazed her. So she shot herself. Yes. Well, good. <laughs> there's there's some like uh, there's some connections you can make. There's some jokes you can make. Uh, it seems like she earned it. It's yeah. It's uh, you know the White Sox are having a great season on and off the field. Is the way I would. Uh, it's a great life lesson. Lose a little weight. Don't shoot yourself. You know what I mean. If you do those two things, you'll be successful in this country. You know. I got to go. Yeah. The Chicago White Sox, man, providing the Twins a bunch of entertainment pretty much for their entire existence. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Wednesday, August 30th.